Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bring you three unique perspectives varying skill range. I am the evil genius of this episode. Andrew, with me, our evil idiot, Keith. Hello. And our evil in training, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener request. We played Evil Genius 2 by Rebellion Studios. So thank you so much, Clark, for recommending that we play Evil Genius 2. Evil Genius 2 is a spy-fi layer builder where you are the criminal mastermind construct your own base train your minions defend your operations from the forces of justice and achieve global domination so going around keith was this a gamer pass for you i think it actually despite being a builder kind of stems over into a game for me it's not something that i was like super super into but i actually didn't hate my time with it and i felt like it in some ways was pretty intuitive well it it definitely had its moments where i was like i I have no idea what i'm supposed to do here so um yeah i think i think overall it's it's still a game for me for me it's a game these types of games always stress me out at first and i feel really bad for andrew this week because i had a billion questions (laughs) which i know is your favorite andrew (laughs) but i find them really addicting like once i get in the flow i love it and that's what happened this week and I also like, too, with games like this, whenever something wasn't going great or something wasn't happening, I knew there was a solution and I knew that I was doing something wrong and I just had to what, just reload and figure save? it out. <laughs> but I just like, I love that there was a solution for like all of my problems. I just needed to actually think about it. Yeah. And so for me, this is, this is a game as well. Um, you know, as people have been listening to this podcast, Keith, it's beyond obsessed with roguelikes. For me, I love base builders. As I've said before, one of my all-time favorite genre is real-time strategy games, but you don't really get those on console. I mean, I play them on my PC, but to me, base builder games are kind of like a more relaxing version of a real-time strategy game. I love these styles of games because they're, for the most part, pretty relaxing. They're, you normally can just like not really focus too heavy on it because you normally can pause or fast-forward time. These types of games are like my editing games. Whenever I'm editing the podcast, I usually play something simple on the side in this game. I was actually playing for quite a while before uh, Clark recommended we play it. And cause it's really easy. You can just kind of boot it up, do some tasks here and there, let time go by to finish construction. But yeah, I, I enjoy the environment of this game. It's very satirical of, you know, kind of poking fun of like 007 and these really like characteristic evil geniuses are trying to do like take over the world. Overall, the story is not great, but, the gameplay itself is it's very fun. It's not a, a super micromanagey base building either. A lot of it's automated, which is great. But uh, yeah, so getting into the story, as I said, you are playing one of four evil geniuses, five if you get the DLC. Each one has their own strength and weaknesses and kind of have their own ultimate doomsday weapon. So when you start the game, you normally start off as... I forget. You guys probably... You played him. I already forget his I name. I played Maximilian. Yeah, I just yeah, did the Maximilian, default Yeah, that's his yeah. name. Yeah. He's obsessed with gold, so he's creating a machine that turns the world into gold. And you are essentially just building up your base, and you know you're trying to defend it, build traps throughout the corridors, train troops to defend your base because the forces of justice are sending agents to try to take you down. But yeah, overall the story is really kind of simple. But surprisingly, there is a lot of dialogue in this game. There is mostly a lot of it's kind of throwaway. So I, you're, I think you're right, and, and maybe I didn't get enough of it. I don't know, but all of like the minion stuff, it's like, 
Oh, you're not a very strong minion. Yes, I am. Boom, I shot you. Or just like, I don't know, some really kind of cheesy back and forth. Yeah. But there is a lot of it. You're right. I, I, I kind of like, I don't know, some of, the, some of them are a little bit cheeky, I guess. I liked the ones that were more like the side dialogue, like the person who was talking to you, like narrating you through the game or helped you through the game. I don't oh, know. the tutorial guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I liked that guy. Are you talking about like the AI system that just gives you warnings? <laughs> no, the like tutorial guy. I liked him. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was kind of funny. I feel like the hardest part for me with the story is that you're the bad guy. And it's always interesting when we play a game where you either have the option to be the bad guy or you definitely are the bad guy. And when we first started playing, I was just, I didn't want to kill people. I felt well, bad. I want to already call you out on this list. So I think it's oh funny. During the tutorial, you're asked to execute your minions because it's a mechanic. You can just execute your minions and it proves, makes everyone else around you work faster. When Liz started to get deserters, she's like, I want to kill this guy. How do I kill this guy, Andrew? He's running away from no, me. No, <laughs> because they were stealing the gold. Like I thought that I was supposed to. Like it's one thing to quit your job, but if you're stealing from your company, it's like, come on. And then also you're clearly evil because you're working for him anyway. Yeah. So for me, that's why I just, you know, and so, also I didn't have the brainwashing tool yet and I wanted my gold. There were times <laughs> where like I just had so much money, but at the beginning I kind of struggled a bit to, to get into the flow of, of making the money. Like I didn't realize I should add so much to my casino and things like that. Like there's a lot of like little things and games like this. I always want to start over cause I'm like, Oh, if I had done this at the beginning or if I had organized this differently and that way I don't have to reorganize this. And so for me, like I, it took me a while to actually get things where I wanted them to be. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I just, that's that's what I like about base building games. They teach you to be efficient. I just want to go back to something Liz said for a second. Um, and I want to make sure that I understood the words correctly. Oh, geez. So if you quit your job, fine, cool. But if you by chance steal anything on your way out the door, your employer is entitled to murder you in no. cold blood. What no, I'm no, saying? I'm just, that's what I heard. I'm just making sure I understood. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were you asking a question. Why are you saying no, no to me responding? I, well, because I just oh. want to make sure you were clear that that's As what I, I heard. As I was saying before you were trying to shush me, um, <laughs> <laughs> you work for an evil corporation. You are evil. You have secrets of the company. Like some of the people that are deserting are not entry level minions. You know, you know what you're getting into. That is true. I mean, how many how many and people do you think Apple's killed? Did you did you have them sign an NDA? <laughs> yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I don't know. And they were like, "No, I'm not going to do that." They were shouting that as they were leaving the building. So <laughs> I'm going to go tell everyone your secret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I actually, I really did feel bad about killing the agents because, like, you're you're killing the good guy. It's the same when we were playing that that deer simulator. Where it's like you're wreaking havoc and the police are coming to get you and then you kind of have to shoot at the police. I'm like, oh, this feels so wrong. <laughs> you know? Again, murdering your own employees in cold blood, but your enemies, oh, guys, they're just they're just trying to do their job. They don't deserve that. <laughs> no, because people that work for you, if they get to a certain level, they know what you're doing and they, they are doing evil things. The agents that are breaking in are trying to stop evil. So they are the good guys. So I don't think Keith gets the story. <laughs> oh no, I get the concept of your being evil, but you are not. You. I, you I don't the, hear you saying you had a hard time killing people. I didn't yeah, hear that from you once. Because I'm the protagonist in this game, and and I don't. I, the I, bad yeah. guy. 
Yeah, I mean, that's you, job. you don't know. You could actually be a good guy. This is also this is, true. This is an alternate universe of the world. You know, these um, forces of justice could actually be like tyrannical and mm-hmm. controlling the, people. The the Mass Effect, the good guys weren't as good as you thought. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. know. Cool. But uh, you guys, you guys are bringing up a point. One of my complaints, I feel like I had with this game, especially with its story. I don't know about you guys, but I really wanted this game to be more comedic. I felt like they, it would dabble, it would like tip its toe, it would dip its toes in it a little bit, and you know, here's a little kind of goofy joke. But it was also very dark because yeah, you are playing an evil genius, and there are moments where like people are begging for their lives in the story, and you're executing them. So it's the like, body bags, like that was one of the times that people were deserting, and I couldn't figure it out. Like somebody had destroyed my incinerator. And so there's just bodies all over your yeah, lair. And I was like, Andrew, why, why aren't people picking up the bodies? And you're like, oh, they'll get to it. And I'm like, no, they're not. And you didn't believe me. And then I was like, oh, cause you really only need like one, maybe two. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so people were like losing their minds and I, it is, it got pretty dark. Yeah. It, that was my thought when you, the first time it has you execute one of your employees, is that I was like, boy, that was like, it wasn't even like kind of funny how it did it. It literally just, yeah. your character just whips out a gun in the middle of a, a hallway and everyone kind of runs in panics. You're like that's, that's, that's kind of, it's not cheeky or fun at all. Um, yeah. It's not light. Or in ours, like, well, mine that I was playing, I assume Keith, you're doing the same one with the gold. Like all the people around you are being turned into gold randomly and that doesn't freak you out that you might be next. You know? yeah. Why? Why would it bother you? I don't. I. I did not get that far. I don't think. Yeah. I'm. I. This is. You know me and builder games. You never no. built your doomsday device. No, I did not. <laughs> All right. Can't confirm. So, so Keith, I think still in the tutorial. I am not in the tutorial. I may not be uh, far past it, but I. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have all of the tutorial achievements, Andrew. I did. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like, I don't know. Did you guys want more comedy? Because yeah, like this, this was kind of felt like it took me out of the game of, I'd be kind of laughing at some of the humor. Like, you know, you get some of the loot, like you, you get a little like mechanical pig, your, your minions can ride. Like there's some things that are kind of funny. And then, yeah, as you said, then you're executing people in the middle of the hallway. Don't get me wrong. This game's not gory or anything like that, but you know, you, you, people just instantly turn into body bags, but it's still, you know, relatively dark. I see. I, I, Maximilian to me seemed like Gru and I think that's why I was expecting it to be so much lighter than it is because you know I I picture him like Gru and I have minions <laughs> so I'm thinking I have the I know they, they don't I know well they're no yeah but they're not really minions so I like I know that but they looked enough that I, I don't know I I expected more comedy than I got so I haven't seen any of the movies so for me like I didn't go into it with any type of expectation but i'm really curious like what humor you're kind of looking for with like the day-to-day you know people walking around elements like outside of him talking like what kind of humor are you looking for so another builder game that's on game pass that i've played quite a bit of is two point hospital which oh is yeah i've seen you play another, that. another game i was gonna recommend so that one is supposed to be like you're building a hospital but it's goofy on how they do like how the diseases are so someone will have like um, barking syndrome or something like that. And they literally are a human with like a dog tail and dog ears or someone's lightheaded. Their head literally is a light bulb. Like it's just kind of, it's that's very satirical and just kind of funny and humorous on like how they're making fun of the illnesses that the people have. 
And so like, I, would, I think it'd be great to have, I don't know, more humor that like your PA system that's constantly warning you about things. I think it'd be funny for them to make jokes because in two point hospital, the PA system makes jokes. We'll say things like, you know, please don't stick things in your body kind of thing like that. We don't appreciate it. Like, I don't know, just weird, goofy things. And it was just, it just kind of made listening to the game more enjoyable. And cause it was kind of jokes being cracked here and there, but I don't know. Cause even with like the dialogue, cause another thing too, this game's called evil genius, but honestly your genius is an idiot. <laughs> like, well, no, he hires geniuses to do the thinking for him. Well, he, he always creates the doomsday device, but like, he's always just like, why is my machine broken? It's like, you're a genius and you don't know why machines break? Like, what? It's not know. his he, job to fix a, those. A lot, of, a lot of his dialogue is just like, man, do you, how do you dress yourself? But I mean, he is a genius in that he can manipulate people to work for him and do evil things. So, I mean, there's different I types of true. smarts. There's street smarts. You know, math you grew up smarts. in the hood. <laughs> there, there is something to be said for that. So, I have a question then. Is Would you have liked it better? Let's... Because you already said you would have liked more humor. What if they went the other way? Like, obviously not super realistic graphics because it's still a top-down, you know, whatever kind of base builder. But if they made it more realistic graphics, like very serious dialogue, like it was actually like it it almost made it kind of tough to make those decisions where like, yeah, you have to like assassinate somebody and it's much more serious. Would you have liked it better then or would it have been weird then it would have been a completely different game because i mean this game obviously is taking elements it's obviously very influenced by 007 and the james bond films because a lot of these geniuses that you play as are obviously very kind of characters of you know famous generic like super villains and so like if you made it like super i don't know gory i guess and the traps are like sawing people in half like that would be a completely different game yeah as they say almost like starcraft style graphics not maybe not the same quality but that style of realism do you remember back in playstation 2 i, I can't remember it was you or i remember you played it with us there was a another base builder game where you are an evil genius or like some sort of like demon lord and you had to create a base and heroes were coming in to try to kill you and you had to build traps do you not remember this game i i, I know you played it because i specifically remember watching you play it in our living room back in the day i can't remember the name of it but that was a game that was supposed to be kind of more realistic and dark and gritty because you're setting people on spike traps and stuff like that and i remember and, one like that for 360 uh on 360 you might be thinking of orcs must die I know that was a pretty popular one. Yeah, Orcs Must Die. That There was one where you were like mages too, but that one you weren't the bad guy. That was um, Dungeon Keeper. No. Um, Something like that. I know what you're thinking of. Or, what, I, or we're on the same page at least. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but I, I, if I said I remember it. We're really showing off for video game knowledge here. <laughs> With how much you play video games, it's amazing that you remember. Because there are so many games that we've played in the last three years that I'm, I couldn't tell you. One word in the title. Oh, it's I have a ton and, of weird, random childhood memories. My family always makes fun of me for it. They're always just know? like, Andrew will remember some weird thing. I remember when you told me one, because it involved food, of course I remember it. But you <laughs> were like chewing on a piece of meat for like a really, really long time. Yep. And then you eventually asked your parents if you could spit it out. Yeah, I chewed it for three hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> my parents no. wouldn't let me leave the dinner table until I ate it. But I was at least chewing it, so they let me leave. 
but they were like yelling at me that I had to swallow it. It was just it was just pure gristle. <laughs> they chewed it for like the two, three is, hours. The thing is, your mom's a good cook, so I'm like. <laughs> doesn't mean we bought good meat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a valid point. I was going to say, I remember, at, at least I remember third party through Aaron telling the story of you just saying that doesn't make any sandwich. And now to this day, I still say that doesn't make any sandwich. And nobody knows why I say it. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm one of the few people who does, but I say it. I, and I remember where that story originated too. Okay, do share. I mean, it's not you, that, it's you, not that interesting of a like, story. I know how that story happened. <laughs> I was a kid. We were eating at, I specifically remember we were eating at Friendly's, you know, RIP Friendly's. My dad was saying a joke of uh, a waiter came up to me and asked me, how did you find your sandwich? And he said, oh, I looked under the bread and there it was. And I remember, like, I, I did not understand that joke as a kid. So I was just staring at it for the longest time. And whatever reason, it just popped in my head when I said, dad, your jokes don't make much sandwich. And I was like, wait. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> And still to this day, my family makes fun of me for that. But anyway. <laughs> and apparently me. We've gone way too over. We've already like, ten, like 17 minutes of this game and barely talked about this game. But yeah, so overall, the story isn't that interesting. But I will say, you guys, I, the game can be kind of long, your playthroughs. So the story will change slightly depending what evil genius you have. I've beaten it with two people, Maximilian and Ivan. So Ivan obviously is like the Russian kind of evil genius and his story is actually a little bit different because you can actually recruit one of the secret agents to be one of your henchmen and like you have kind of different things so as Keith, Liz is, I'm watching Liz play Maximilian again and I forgot his missions are annoying because you have to try to convince you know the bad guys to leave booby traps in your base like it's part of your mission and that's actually really hard to do yeah because you have to turn off all of the traps and then also turn off like the you can select floors or like different areas where they just instantly try to distract people or kill people, whatever it is. And you turn them all off and then they're still just like, they keep doing it. And I'd actually like click on each individual one and say, leave this person alone, leave this person alone. And they did not leave them alone. So it's just like, Oh, it is really frustrating. Yeah. So this game is, is more of a macro management. So a lot of the stuff is like automated. So your minions will just kind of naturally do their thing. Like they just fulfill their own needs, you know, attack when, you know, they see enemies, like they just do their own thing. You can't really command your minions at all, which is kind of a pro and a con. It's nice not having to constantly click on everything. But if you see an enemy and everyone's just walking by them and you're like clicking on them, like kill this or capture this person. And like everyone is just walking by them, walking by the room. Cause they're in disguise. I just want to be able to like point at it, you know? <laughs> Same with like the like uh, of the opposite end. Sometimes I just want my minions to go away, leave that guy alone. Because yeah. so, there's an achievement for the super agent who specifically steals your gold to have her succeed. Oh, yeah. Like you think, oh, it's a super agent. She's got to be really good at it, and it's actually a really hard achievement to get. I think only point five percent of people have it. Can you like send all of your minions off to die somewhere? Like, that's <laughs> that's literally what I'm like trying to do. What, I'm what trying about to literally if have you... generic minions? I was going to say, what if you just, like, when you saw she was coming, if you removed all the beds and lockers, would they, like, quit? I don't know. Because your level counts, or your cap is based on that, so. 
I, I think people would eventually get upset that they couldn't sleep and then they flee. quit. Yeah, yeah, and then your base would be empty. She could succeed. But I think you have to. It wouldn't be like an instant. Yeah, you'd have to like kind of have a good idea of when she was coming to like plan for it. And yeah. like well, shut down she, your base, basically. Is she one of the people that you can lure to your base? Yeah. Then yeah, that would be really easy because she'd arrive within like a couple minutes. I mean, how there do you go. It? Lure. 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 What did I say? You said lure. Lure. Did I? I'm sorry. I knew what I, you meant, Liz. Andrew's just being I a bully. Once upon a time, I was an English major, so, you know, words are hard. Andrew makes fun of the way I say so many different things. English is a fluid it. language. Don't be ashamed by him, Liz. I, Andrew says so many words wrong. It's not even funny. Uh, it is very true. I'm, English is like my second language. What's your first? <laughs> Whatever <Idiot>. he speaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, getting into the basic gameplay of Evil Genius 2, like I said, it's kind of a top-down base builder. You have multiple floors of your layer. You are essentially just designing blueprints of rooms in which your minions will construct the rooms. You have to populate these rooms with specific items, such as, you know, the power generator rooms needs power generators. The medical bay needs medical beds. You know, the locker room needs lockers and beds for your minions to rest. So all you're mostly doing is designing your layer and all the minions just go running around and constructing it for you. You send your minions off to you know a giant world map to do schemes and missions for you, whether it be steal gold or do whatever side quest you're doing or main quest you're doing. And your your end goal is to essentially just take over the world, depending on what super genius you have is what doomsday weapon you're building. But overall, though, what did you guys think of the gameplay? I actually kind of wish... I mean, the tutorial was pretty long, but I still felt like I didn't know enough. Like, for instance, like when I was playing, I would ask you like, oh, I just trained, you know, um, like martial artists and like or like biologists. And it's like, how many of each do I need? There's so many people that you unlock or like different different types of minions. I think I did like 12 or something. Yeah, I think that sounds right. And <laughs> I didn't know how many of each to have, like how many valets, how many socialites and same with like Andrew told me that if you find like those briefcases, you're supposed to destroy them. And so for me, I just like, I felt like there were so many little things I, I didn't know. Or sometimes like, so I was like trying to get a biologist. I'm like, I don't know why this isn't working. Like I, I built like the training station and everything. And then I realized, oh, I have to like adjust it. And it already told me that. And that was one of the things that I did tell you. But there was, I feel like so much information that I would I kind of get lost a little bit sometimes. And that's why I paused the game so much. Andrew's making fun of oh me. Oh my gosh. I, like, if, if people were invading and I was in the middle of constructing something elaborate, like a whole new room with, you know, different machines and or reorganizing something. Or I would oftentimes, like, if I needed a lot of money, I'd go to the world map and just get, like, a bunch of things going at once. And because I was constructing a lot, I need more money. So for me, like, I would just temporarily pause it and then start it again. And then temporary? Like, oh, my God. 90% of the time, your game is paused. <laughs> I find these games stressful, and it made me relax. It made me enjoy the game more. So for me, like, that that worked for me. At the same time, though, I probably would have progressed a lot faster. I think it said I put, like, 17 hours into the game, and yeah. I didn't beat it. <laughs> no. no but doesn't I it automatically it pause when you go to the world map? Or no, you, well, you can oh, change you can, with the options. Yeah. In the oh, options, you're right. which I, I think didn't. I noticed. I remember that now. I see. I remember seeing the time go down on the scheme timers. So yeah, never mind. Yeah. It wasn't paused when I was there. In the option menus, it, you have options to have the game pause every time you're building something, or pause like anytime you open the world map. So it actually has a good amount of like options for you if you want to take the game a little slower. Which I 
Oh, I was gonna say I only I think I only had it pause automatically at least when I went into build mode. That was I I did like being able to pause it for that. But overall, I think if you I felt like if you ran it on the normal speed, it actually ran almost boringly slow. So for the most part, I think I could have done without that. But I did still use the pause on build. I just thought it was easier, mostly because minions and stuff get in the way. So. I did the pause on everything for probably less than an hour, and I thought it was too slow. I like to hit the left stick, and I did it a lot, but, you know. Me, I very rarely use pause. 98% of my playtime is on, as Keith said, the fast mode. Yeah, if you play on normal speed, it seems slow. This is always a thing when it comes to base builder games. They always give you a speed up time feature. I always want it faster. Like... I just, I'm waiting for a base builder game to come out with a DLC where it's like five times speed for $5. I always actually will guarantee you I would probably buy that DLC just to get a faster game time. Like so many base building games I play, like the most recent one that I absolutely love, Stellaris, I always play that on the fastest speed and I'm like, this game needs to go faster. Give me a faster time. It just always irritates me. But yeah, I very rarely would pause. As far as base builder games go, I find this to be one of the least stressful. Because the fact that, like I said, everything is just automated. You know, if your minions die, you're naturally replenishing your your generic minions. And, you know, if you have specialty minions, those generic minions are naturally training to become those minions. Like, you just kind of set these meters and everything just kind of runs on its own. And it's great. But that also being said, too, it's not like you're not doing anything. That's another thing that impresses me with this game. Like, as much as it is kind of automated, you, I still felt like I'm doing quite a bit. That's generally another big issue I have with some base builder games. Because a lot of times you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs waiting for a research to happen or whatever. I did not feel like that happened too much in this game. I did not feel like where I was just like, I need, I gotta wait. You were constantly getting upgrades too and or different um, like things to build. So like all of a sudden I had like three or four new cafeteria things I could build. Actually more than that, I think. And so I was like, oh, well I'll work on this while I wait for research. And then there's... So many different objectives and you can have things constantly going with the world map and stuff. I just, I found it kind of stressful having the game going, especially like the first half of my gameplay where my people weren't as trained, weren't as strong. I didn't have as many traps and stuff because with research, which obviously was going slower because I was pausing it, but I didn't really (laughs) do a lot of traps. That wasn't really my focus. And I just want to point out to Andrew that like, I feel like in this game, you are so organized with like, cause I mean, I don't play these games. So I thought I was being pretty organized and you're like, give me your controller. Like I need to. And I cleaned just, up your mess. Yes. <laughs> and, but I think it's funny because I feel like I'm really organized or I organize things a lot like in real life. Oh, that's hundred percent true. My high school backpack, I literally just shoved all my papers on the outer area of my backpack. Like I never had organization skills. You have the mentality of like, so we'll go for like a week long, like trip to visit family, like a couple times a year. He like, he would pack like five minutes before we left if he oh, could. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like this is, we have a toddler. That's not how things go. Um, and so I do it. So I just think it's funny that I'm the organizer in real life. And in this game, you're just like, no. This, no, this just sit story. back. Let me. Do. It's unfortunate she's not here this episode because Dave, the who's been on this podcast, I always loves sharing this story of. We were once going on a trip overseas. We were going to Jamaica. He got to my house to pick me up. He said I literally crawled out of bed, saw a pile of clothes on the floor, scooped it in the back, and went, "All right, I'm good. Let's go." Wait, so if they're on the floor. Are Believe they dirty? every word of that. I they probably weren't. This was back but in high school. I, I had they probably weren't clean either. Wait, 
Yeah, Where, probably. Where's the nearest, nearest laundromat? Like things like that, like stress me out. Like if I was like, how long are you going to Jamaica? Oh, we were there for a week. Your parents like, had a washer like, and dryer in the house. There was no laundromat. I'm sure they were clean. This is oh, high school. Oh, they do? Let's be honest. Let's, that is true. Your mom school, probably washed your clothes for you. Back in high school, everyone had a clean and dirty pile on your floor. Let's be, let's be honest here. No. See, like, I have, like, a, oh, I wore it for, like, an hour or so. It's not really dirty. But, like, I like everything dirty goes in the hamper. But for me, like, laundry, because, like, I found, like, one of those people that are, like, I walked uphill both ways, two miles to go to school like, and everything. But, like, <laughs> stuff like that stresses me out. Because growing up, we didn't have a car and we didn't have a washer and dryer. We had to physically carry, and this is, like, all the way through high school, physically carry all of our like dirty laundry to the laundromat. So you're like, oh, I'm going to Jamaica. No, like I would be like, I need at least <laughs> nine pairs of underwear. What if I get soaked? Like what if I fall into a river twice or something? Or Scooped in the bag and I was good. <laughs> sounds wildly <laughs> accurate. <laughs> so I, I, I think what I liked about the building aspect of this game is, well, for one, you guys both said it, is there's like a drip feed aspect to all the new things you're getting things you can build but i sometimes like placement of items and i don't know laying out a room like stresses me out i don't i don't like to think about designing things but where each of the items you place in a room has like the little markers for the feet where it can be accessed from so you have that better picture like when i built the you know it's it's stupid it's basic but when i was building the barracks i was like i had the beds all laid out along the wall i had you know two lockers facing each other down the whole center of the room. Like it looked like a designed room and, and the, I don't know, just the way that the items build, I guess. I don't know the right way to say it. I, it kind of forced me into doing that in a yeah. way. Well, Andrew, cause that perfect example is like when things are like back to back, I would do them like individually. He's like, no, just do a long line. So you don't have to keep flipping them around with the feet. So that was like a noob kind of thing that I did where yeah, I was like constantly doing them click individually. and Y to rotate things. Click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. It's just like Liz, just make a row. That. Just make a row, Liz. I love that you can't handle like certain noises and stuff. You're like because you were building a lot of lockers. Or no, it was your it was your vault. So it was all the gold pallets you were making. It's just like just build lines. You know what you're doing. You know you have a And instead you should have just been happy that I was just making the money that I needed more of them, you know? Like that's the I, thing though is if this were most builder games, I would have made a tiny eight by eight room, and I would have just made, you know, eight beds stacked in a row, and it would have been this tiny ugly little square in the corner of my base, and I would have done that four or five more times. But instead, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, this looks like, it's built out. I was like, making mazes or uh, corridors and hallways that actually turned and went down different ways just at different points because I could. I had pass-throughs in rooms. I was designing. I felt cool. <laughs> Speaking of designing, I always think it's funny that Liz was also very into making sure she had like bathrooms. Bathrooms are absolutely not necessary. I think it even listed as I, a decor item. And Liz is like, my minions need bathrooms. I'm like, Liz, I, I have no bathrooms. I did like a bunch of like coffee machines and stuff like that. Because, did you really? <laughs> well, because I didn't. It actually helps with um, with the hearts or whatever. And for me, a lot of the stuff that I was focusing on with research at the beginning was not towards my minions. So their happiness came second. And that's why they were all leaving your base. No, you it was them. because yeah, of the incinerator. Yeah, so she was shooting them at the door. <laughs> oh, are you quitting? No, you're not. <laughs> Again, the only person who said that they felt bad about killing people. 
But clearly you didn't. <laughs> I didn't have to feel bad about it. I didn't go out of my way to murder my employees. You know? I'm a good boss. But you know what? These people are evil. I'm doing evil in business. You know? That's just the, that's just the game that I'm playing. I mean, I suppose this podcast is never going to grow, though. No one will work for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, a big aspect of the base building, too, is you're setting up traps for the incoming agents. Did you guys use the traps much? I wanted to do the shark tank and the bees, but I just, I didn't want to, re- like, there's so much stuff to research. And so I did the punching one, the magnetic one, the electric one, which is annoying because it killed your people if they were too close. Um, I'm trying to think if I did anything else. Oh, all the traps did friendly fire if they were in the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I noticed it with that one. I think that those were the main ones. Like I said, research-wise, I really wasn't focusing on that. Like I wanted to upgrade like the the power. What are they called? The power cells or whatever. There's there's so many things I wanted to focus on other than traps and minions. I did not use the traps that much either. I don't find them very effective. I mean, I think they can be. I just never really did it. I just let my minions blast them with guns, and that was kind of it. And that As was good. you progress in the game, like your team should be able to take care of business. Yeah. But I, I will say, if you're playing on the hard difficulty, traps are kind of a necessary thing. I, yeah, I could see that. I was going to say, too, it, it, I think they seem more, and not to like jump ahead, but just as maybe a preview, it seems like a lot of it was more for achievement purposes. Like oh, yeah. There's a, There's ton a that lot of trap like, achievements. Exactly. So like it, it kind of seemed like that was one of the folks to do it, and we'll get into that. That's a whole different thing. But um, no, I didn't, I didn't use a ton of traps myself. I just, I don't know, I let my guys and our gals... Uh, take care of business. <laughs> Working overtime. Oh, I, hate that. Oh, <laughs> I feel like you were gonna do that. But yeah, I, I gotta say, like overall, the gameplay of this of Evil Genius Two is just so simplistic. I, I well, I do kind of want to ask you guys. So, you both finally completed the tutorial. I know Liz, you were kind of complaining about it though. Do you wish the game explained more? Because personally, for me, like when it comes to base builder games, I always generally like this kind of tutorial where they they teach you the basics but they don't teach every single detail. This definitely is a game where it's trial by fire. You're meant to just play with the mechanics and come up with your own ideas and designs and really just kind of grow. So I don't know. Did you wish it had more of a tutorial? I mean, what I said before, like the little things, like the the suitcases, that is important. Um, it isn't as it isn't. You told me that more agents came. If like an agent was able to grab it, so like the investigators, oh, they usually weren't right in the entryway. Yeah, they're they're listening devices, and so they have to come and retrieve that listening device. If they retrieve it, you're gonna get attacked by a bunch of troops. But I will say, even stairs. Like one thing that really frustrated me at the beginning is I need more space. Like because I mean, I, this is before I upgraded the power cells and the the lockers, and there's so many things to upgrade. And so, for instance, like the power cells, if you start upgrading them, you're gonna lose power for a while, which isn't like isn't too bad but i just wanted more space i wanted to be able to upgrade and then go back and so the stairs i was like how the heck do you work these things and so andrew ended up showing stairs me, are hard <laughs> i mean yeah do you know what they are nice liz what was that that was my headset my expensive headset you just threw on the oh, ground sorry. stairs are hard okay <laughs> <You didn't> apologize <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know what? You set this up. You had this cord wrapped around. We were talking about this before we started the podcast. And do you know what? Let's leave it on here, okay? You had one cord wrapped under the chair, and you're like yanking at the cord, and then you have one wrapped around your armrest. Listen, this is in my station, okay? Yes. Okay? You need to fix yourself. 
It's not even a station. It's a corner of the room. I can't As wait till we move. I was saying, um, the, series. the Massachusetts and Liz just came out so hard. <laughs> wait, did I have an accent? Oh, you did at the end there. You nah. ran, you ramped yourself all the way up to it. <laughs> oh man, people sometimes say that I have one, but I don't hear it myself. It's not all the time, but you you worked yourself into it. You got you got so fired up at Andrew <laughs> that that you got yourself worked into it. That was that was excellent. <laughs> So what were you saying about stairs? Um, yeah, so like the stairs <laughs> so at the stairs top. are hard. <laughs> all the rocks, like the the different colors and stuff, I could never remember like, what I had unlocked. And so like I didn't realize too, like I had to match the up. I mean, I eventually have like, I ended up getting what, like two or three stories or something. I figured it out with Andrew's help. <laughs> but this type of game, I ask a lot of questions and that yeah. really irritates Andrew. Like I, Andrew... <laughs> I don't, not to be mean, but like teaching wise, like if I ask you a question, you give me an answer. Like, I don't understand. You just repeat no. yourself over and over and over again. The same thing that you told me. I'm like, cause Andrew, I don't know how to explain it. Any I know. <laughs> I'm like, click the but dude. Like, You're like, what do you mean? Click the dude. What do you mean? Click but there's like 50 the dude. dudes like, and he's like, there's 50 dudes and like the thing isn't so working. To, no, I don't know how to explain it otherwise. Click the dude. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean? I, I tried. I'm just saying, and sometimes you don't like to help, and sometimes you're bad at helping. There's also a lot of times where I say, turn left, and you go right. <laughs> you do that <laughs> so many times. There's also times where you tell yourself like not to jump to off left. of things, and you still jump off of things. So, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm like that in real life, too, uh, which is kind of scary. But, um, but yeah, this is why I mostly do the driving. No, see, I have never. So I, I worked with someone who used to like, if she would panic while driving, she would slam on the gas instead of the brake. I've never done that. You know, there are people that are like that, but it's just like, yeah, I do like, you know, I look at almost 40 minutes of this episode. We've really talked about this game. I mean, it's kind of a simple it, it game-ish. Oh, well, Keith, you never talked. Did you, do you think this game needed more, more tutorial? Not really. I I don't think so because I'm so I picked up from where I started this game and I played it for I think maybe 20 minutes or so when it got released on Game Pass back in December. So there was like at least I don't know 25 30 minutes worth of mechanics that I had to like remember and get back into. Um, but no, I I think overall it wasn't. I didn't fully understand the schemes and how to do like I knew how to select them and everything but I felt like they just weren't ever finishing and I couldn't do more but it wanted me to do more it'd be like you need to go find this person so go do this and be like but you can't because you have another scheme and if you do another one everything's gonna burn down um I'm probably I'm obviously probably being very dramatic but a little exaggeration yeah but otherwise yeah I I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you where I, I guess I felt like just playing around with the mechanics, nothing was overly complicated, but there was a lot. And you kind of could micromanage the minions, which I thought was cool that you didn't have to, but you could in terms of like, you could focus on even to the level of like being a builder only or, you know, only building items, 
for versus like rooms and stuff like that. So I th- I thought that was actually kind of cool that you could very micromanage this game if you wanted to. I kind of wanted to touch on what you're talking about with schemes because when I was playing, I was when I was talking about space earlier, like for instance, a control room, like you constantly need more broadcast and I wasn't researching that. So I had like a ton of those machine things. Um, <laughs> but I was constantly trying to scout and, and stuff because that's where you get like a ton of money. So I would make sure they had a bunch of schemes going on. And then if something came up objective wise, I could cancel the scheme and not worry about it financially. So like I, I made it a point to try to get like the whole map really early because I just knew that it would be more money. And then also like with the scheme, sometimes it would pop up in multiple locations. So for me, like I, that's why I paused a lot when I was doing the world map because I was really organizing that. Honestly, probably more than I should have. I probably should have focused on like my base a little bit more. <laughs> but like, yeah, so for me, I actually found the, the scheming part actually really easy. Yeah, I, I thought it's very simple. It's, it's first very confusing at first because this is another kind of complaint that I have a little bit with Evil Genius 2. I think this game was more designed for PC and it was just kind of ported over to the Xbox. It works well enough, I should say, but there's some things that irritate me. One of them is kind of when you look at the world map, it's very hard to see the symbols, but you definitely could tell that it was like designed for you to just put your mouse cursor over and it quickly tell you what it is. But you can look and they do slightly have symbols. It's just hard to see. And then another thing that irritated me, I've tried numerous times, looked at the controller layout and I can't figure it out. You are constantly given notifications your PA system will say something like a trap activated on floor one. You are being attacked. There's a fire going on. And you'll see in the bottom right of your screen that there's these notifications, but you can't click on them. And so yeah. like, I'm, it's, I think it was clearly designed for PC that you could click on them and it would teleport you to, you know, where that announcement happened, but you can't do it on the console. I tried numerous ways to figure out a way to click on it and I can't. I also think too, they need to have an auto rebuild for all machines. They do. Yes. That's a quality of life thing. So this is something they they don't explain. If you click on an item that you've built, there is a button. It's a toggle button that says, have your minions replace this if it gets destroyed. No, I said all machines. Yes. On your base. Well, that's what I mean. I think in console or PC, I think you might be able to click and drag and like select multiple things. Oh, because you... I don't know. I didn't play on PC. You were helping me with that because I originally started and then I just kind of got lazy with it because you're building so much yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a so lot of clicking you went through and did like the important stuff. Because like I had my... In the tutorial, I think they had you do this where you have the power supply like right near the entrance and so it was constantly targeted it was constantly on fire so you went through and were doing them individually but yeah if they just had like an auto because if something's destroyed you obviously need it so i even if it's a research thing like just let me be able to do that eventually yeah you actually you remind me of one really irritating quality of life thing that that i noticed which was if you selected something say to like move it if you wanted to move another one, you had to fully deselect the first item. You couldn't yeah. just click on the next one. Or if it was like multiple agents were coming into your base, yes. you couldn't click on one, select an action, click on the other one. No, you had to click, select, deselect, click on the other one. Super minor, not that bad, but I think more so with the building is where it was super inconvenient, especially if you had like a very well built out base and you're trying to move a room eight blocks to the left, it's like, well, here goes five minutes of this. 
See, I had more trouble with the agents with that because it's something that I just could not get the hang of. And like I said, I put in 17 hours and I was still doing that up until like we just started recording. I was playing before we were recorded. And yeah, I just never got used to it. I kept being like, oh crap, now I got to start over with the agents. I will say one thing that really kind of annoyed me and got on my nerves is the music and the sound effects in this game. The money? The ching? No, just so the music, there's like two or three sound soundtracks and it's, it's, it's honestly glorified elevator music. It's, it's very monotonous. And then, like I said, 90% of the time I am playing on the fastest speed and all your minions sound like chipmunks. So you're just constantly oh, hearing these yes. weird kind of squirrely noises, especially when you're in your casino and the minions singing. It's really kind of annoying. It's Can't embodied. you turn them off? You, you can. I mean, honestly, I will say, I just honestly didn't use a headset. Like I said, this was my editing game. So I was normally listening to our podcast and editing it. It would like pause in between and stuff in order to do some things in this I game. I feel like I would need it because I felt like the writing was really small on the bottom. It, it is. I mean, the I could PA read system's it, helpful. but yeah, I, I definitely needed to hear with this game, I think. But I, yeah, I just, I kind of blocked it all out, you know? Yeah, because it's elevator music. I, I thought it was very generic. I don't remember. I remember like the noise of the casino but and the voice of the... Uh, the head bad guy, Maximilian, but besides that, I don't remember any of or them. Or any of them. Anytime you select or moved your uh, minion or your genius, he would always kind of say something. Same yeah, with your henchman. Your henchman would say some things too, but it wasn't I don't remember bad. anyone saying anything remarkable, though, that either stood out to me in any way, though. Yeah, the voice acting is just kind of there. It wasn't anything great, but it also wasn't anything bad. I will say, I'm currently playing, I think her name is Zelinsky or Zelika, something like that. She's um, a genius that has, she's actually like a scientist, but she has a uh, glass dome overhead, and the voice actress actually sounds like she has a glass dome overhead. So every time she's talking, it sounds like she's in a fishbowl. Wait, I'm sorry, what is she again? She's like the uh, actual genius, like she's a scientist. So everyone is kind of based on something. So Ivan is kind of meant to be like the uh, strong guy. Your Maximilian, I think, is meant to be more like a... um, Tycoon. Yeah, Tycoon, or I don't know. I know. I think it's supposed to be kind of um, like the valet because he's purple. So it's supposed to be based off like kind of minions. And then the last lady is a secret agent. So she's based off of, of um, like your counter agents that you build. They're just meant to be like improved versions of it. But um, yeah, overall, I did not care for the sound. But it's also it's a pro and a con because, like I said, you can just listen to a podcast or music while playing this game. I don't think it's very necessary. The PA system sometimes helped me, but. Yeah, it didn't bother me too much. Um, but overall, though, graphically, though, it's okay. I liked it. I actually really, I thought it was interesting how I think they were the technicians that were always slouching. and Yeah, so they always sad. looked depressed. But yeah, I, I mean, I, it was kind of, I don't, know, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I'm Keith- like thinking about the body bags and like the different builds of the characters, and it reminds me of a style I can't think I of. I mean, I didn't think about it until, Keith, you mentioned it earlier, but it does remind me a lot of the art style of Despicable Me and like the minions and Gru and like how the humans are in that, where they kind of have stick legs, but maybe a bigger upper torso. It actually reminds me of the art style of Despicable Me. Yeah, everyone's just kind of goofy looking. Um, yeah, that's, that, that was my thought. But I, I thought it was fine. I, I liked I liked the overall, and I know I've said it, but at least now it, as it applies to graphics, I liked the way that the grid was built out for building rooms. It felt yeah. easy to use without 
like needing to have a direct line grid or feeling super blocky, it felt fluid and, I don't know, easy to use at the same time. Yeah, everything is built on a grid shape. But yeah, when you, like you said, like when you're not in the build screen, it actually looks good. Like it actually think, looks like... A I think good, it's because of the 3D aspect of it because you have like yeah. aspects versus just looking at it from a top-down build. It's It makes it feel a little bit more real. And I like when you start building on different floors and different layers of your mansion, of your secret layer. But I also like there is a camera view where you can actually see like your island from the ocean. And it's pretty cool looking. It actually kind of feels like it would be an evil layer. Does it really yeah. start to change a lot as you as you progress? Or does it always look the same from the outside? Uh, it's the same. It looks the same from the outside, which I thought was a little disappointing. Because you start to build your doomsday device bigger and bigger on different floors. And I thought it would have been cool to see it like maybe sticking out. But Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. There are different maps you can pick when you start a new game. Like, I think there's four layers you can pick from. Okay. I noticed that when you were playing. Yeah. But I want to point out, when I was playing, you would always make comments about how I was making my corridors too big. And they were actually standard. And the reason why it's supposed to be that width is because traps don't work if they're smaller. So I just wanted to point that out real quick. <laughs> I made mine. I have thin layers. I made mine two blocks. Was that... What's, yeah, what's that was generally what I do. I would do two. No, the standard, according to Liz, is four. No, because so traps when you fit. start with the original corridor, it was, I forget what width it was, but that, if you keep going it the entire time, you can use any of the any of the traps that I uncovered. Like, you can use those with them. But when Andrew told me to do the smaller ones, because I was building on different layers, and I thought that agents were coming from one of the top layers, so I started putting other traps, and I followed Andrew's advice, and I was like, oh, no, I need to redo all the corridors. So there is a reason. Sorry. Don't ask me questions. Don't ask for my help here, you know? (laughs) I guess that's why I didn't use traps because I was using... I I had, like, my main hallway that I started with was, like, a four block because, yeah, that's what it starts you with. And I was like, this is using way too much space. That's prime real estate. I'm going to make it two lanes. (laughs) I mean, that's a good point. But I also think, too, like, thinking about what you were saying about, like, not even just comical, but just, like showing the difference in the characters um with the different like muscle men like they have like someone who does karate like the animations could have been a bit more you know i feel and same with like the guns i couldn't even like tell like who was shooting half the time so i felt like with that too graphically it could have been done a little bit better the regular guards i mean they're those were like the big muscly men i don't know why i'm imitating it to you andrew i know (laughs) like like you had to interpret but those muscles those i could definitely tell but yeah they (laughs) (laughs) rude but say to me yeah you're being rude to yourself but yeah so for me i felt like they could have done a bit more to differentiate especially because if you had a bunch of agents coming at once which happened a lot I, it was just a cluster of people. Even zooming in, I'm just like, I, I wish there was a way that I could tell. Oh, yeah. It does turn into just I a big old I don't see a martial artist. I just see people punching and... And a lot of chipmunk noises. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel uh, like they could have done a bit better with that. But I like the, the graphics. I get that. Liz, don't listen real quick. Just hold, real quick. Aaron, Andrew, um, just mark down... Aaron! That, <laughs> I, yeah, I mix them up sometimes. Andrew, just mark down that Liz uh, won more violence in this game. So just put that no, on the record. No, I just wanted. No, no, it's fine. You weren't listening, Liz. It's fine. We're no, going on to the, the next thing. More artistic, but you oh, know. she really but just wanted Kate, to see the violence. I think like you only like just got past the tutorial, so you probably didn't get that far to see Ooh. the martial artists and to see the mercenaries and to see the hitmen and the the different muscle men. She wanted she wanted more muscle men without shirts. 
Oh, they all have shirts. Too. I know, and you wish they were very <laughs> disappointed that they had shirts on. <laughs> but uh, I think I think overall that I, I enjoyed. They're not super easy to get, but the achievements. I think the achievements are actually pretty solid in this game. I mean, I like them, but there were so few. So like looking at it, so I got I got twenty seven out of ninety. Twenty seven achievements, and I only got two thirty. And then, Keith, you um, got 11 with a score of 55. And then, Andrew, <laughs> 67 with 645. I like how quiet you said that. Score of 645. <laughs> I mean, she's doing me a favor by hiding it. So, thank you, Liz. Oh, wait. I did yours quiet? I meant yeah, to do Keith's no. quiet. I was trying to hide his shame. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. You did his quiet. I Oh. <laughs> I thought you said I did yours. But I will say, I think the achievements are pretty good because when you're first playing it, it's definitely giving you a bunch of little ones. They're all worth, majority of them are worth like five gamer score, not worth a bunch. But there's a good section of them that, you know, as Keith was saying when we were talking about the traps, that they teach you how to combo the traps with the achievements. So there's one called uh, Sting Like a Bee, where you have to have a punching bag, punch somebody into a group of bees. You know, then there's oh, one where it says it was in the trailer and you get a fan, blow someone into an icicle and then end up dunking into a shark tank. Like it create, has you create these intricate trap systems for achievements. And I actually thought they were really fun, but overall they were actually pretty easy to do as well. I was going to say real quick on the traps, like that's where I felt like they were trying to be funny, but it's, yeah. it's like, I don't know, the game overall, the gameplay overall isn't funny, but those little aspects are like, oh, it's supposed to be kind of cheeky. But I don't know. But yeah, the traps also too, like, as I said earlier, they they have friendly fire, so they sometimes can hurt your minions. But yeah, as like in every achievement too, there's uh you get there's specific achievements for each of the evil geniuses. So if you play as Ivan, he has an ability where he pulls out a rocket launcher. So you have to kill fifty enemies with the rocket launcher, which is actually really kind of annoying to do. You know, Liz was playing Maximilian. He had to get twenty gold statues into his lair, which was really easy. Yeah. But I wish that there is somewhere like just bigger or worth more. Like for instance, like when you scout the entire world, I just like I don't know. There's there's just some achievements I just like. Oh, I just wish they were worth a little bit more. Oh, there are some that are worth a little more. I know, but like I'm just saying, with the amount of time that I put into the game, getting two thirty, it's just like. Well, eh. you also put a lot of time in because you were paused a lot. I okay, true, but also I still like even if you get rid of the pausing, I still put a lot of time into the game. You did, uh, but as far as time to beat goes. For Evil Genius 2, uh, you're looking to do like your first run through the, of the story is about 29 hours. You're looking to if you look to complete everything, you're probably looking between 48 hours. So, yeah, it's not a very long game, but you know if you get more efficient, you can actually do this game pretty quickly. But uh, getting to our final thoughts here, though, for me, like I said, I think Evil Genius is a game. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's very simple. I didn't feel like I had to constantly just handle every single aspect you're not dealing with a lot of charts and graphs there are some you can look at but you know when it comes to base building games you have to look at like oh how's your income and your you know your expenses going like are you in the black are you in the red how many employees do you have this game is not that intricate to me it's very it's a very kind of simple base builder i wish it went more heavy into the comedy aspect it seemed like you know something's kind of made me chuckle but i don't know i thought it would have been better if it would just went real into goofy but overall, though, I, I thought, you know, the gameplay got a little tedious. Even switching to other evil geniuses, it didn't change too much of the formula and the gameplay going on. But you know what? I like what's here. Like, I'm still not sick of it, and I've put in quite a bit of hours to it. Uh, for me, this is an 85. 
Well, now I feel like my score is weird because I I definitely liked the game, and I I think I would actually recommend it in terms of a, like a good sit down and play it single player game. I think that it, like I I know I get made fun of for this, but I like that the way that the save works in it is it doesn't have to be at set times. You can literally like in the middle of dialogue, well, I guess the very short dialogues between you and like a minion or something you can't, but just about any other time you can just save the game, quit it. Even the way quick resume works on the, the, the series S and X, it's like actually, I don't just, you could pretty much quit and pick and put down the game at any given moment you wanted to. But overall, because I'm not big on builder games, the accessibility and the simplicity to it is something that really just made it nice for me. I didn't have to, and I, I don't know, maybe this is what you were saying, Andrew, is like, yeah, I had to worry about my income and having enough gold, but that was really about it. There wasn't a ton of different resources that I was worried about where I was going to go to collect them and how I was going to make sure I had enough of things. I just built and I, and I did what I needed to do and I could reconstruct and reconfigure. Um, that said, I, I don't know. I feel like I thought I was being gracious with an 83 cause I didn't like it nearly as much as you did, Andrew, but 83 is what I was going to go with. I was also going to say it was double O fine. I just don't know what that, I, I don't know how to really link that to a, a number. That actually, that's that, I accept that joke. That's a pretty good one. So I was going to give an 88 and I felt bad. I felt like it was kind of low, but now I'm like, Oh, I guess it wasn't. Um, series X. There's not a lot um, on Metacritic, 79 and 6.6, and Xbox One, TBD, and the scores that I saw were 80, 81, and 9, and um, any guesses on our fourth and seventh co-host? Ooh. Um, I sure hope so. Oh, um, wait, he does that of 10? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say zero. One. I'm, think, I'm thinking, I was going to say one, but I'll go with two. Because I think there's a French translation for this game. Ooh, touche. But all of the characters are like Russian or German, I thought. I'm still sticking with my one. Zero. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were too hopeful for him. So he said, and this is just a Google translation, so sorry if it's not perfect. But the first Evil Genius was an old PC game that was already completely moldy and stank severely from the beak and the rest. This sequel, unmolded so long after, was also released on modern consoles, and it's a big shit from the start. <laughs> the interface in particular needs to be completely reviewed and takes no account of the... Oh my gosh, this is hard. This, like, the, my tongue doesn't work this way. Specis, specificities. Good job. Can you guys say that? Specificities? Specificities? Okay, just, just brag, why don't you? And limitations <laughs> of the controller. The game is therefore unplayable and unbelievably cumbersome. Developers are well aware of this. They who shamelessly offer a mouse keyboard option on the console, as if we were playing on a console to piss off with a keyboard on our knees. In the mouse, <laughs> we put it where? How that in his ass? <laughs> Has he not heard Sorry. of a table? I know. <laughs> Can you not play with the table? The it's console? also a question mark in exclamation. <laughs> can see this guy plugging I, in a mouse and keyboard be like, well, where do I put him? I don't get this. What did he type this review with? Giggle. Does he not have a mouse and keyboard? Did he type this with, <laughs> with his controller? <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> I'm very confused. I have so many questions. 
Anyway, anyway, this big crap is as stupid as the first part from which it came with a dubious, hysterical, buffoonish humor. Even worse. And a deficient management, not to say unmanageable, hence the boredom so dense that it is cut with a knife when trying to play this... Uh, it's a French word. Du, du bas, du basse. So you <laughs> just have to flush over it in basta. You probably just said like one of the worst French swears. I'm, <laughs> so. you know, I'm trying Duolingo with Spanish and I haven't tried French. I tried French a little bit on Duolingo and I just, I was like, do you want to start with Spanish? Because <laughs> I tried that in school. It's easier. French is just a whole different ball game. But uh, I actually have two quick and another things I forgot to mention. So... We haven't done this in a while because I feel like we have not played a game that actually had it, but this game is DLC. So I think it's uh, 20 bucks to get the season pass. It, for as far as DLC goes, there's actually two free DLC, uh, and both of them are Steam-inspired. The first one, you can get the Pyromaniac from Team Fortress 2. You can get him as a henchman. And then there's a Portal 2 DLC that's also free, which gives you, I think, just some cosmetics. I don't think it was anything too substantial. But there are some paid DLCs. You can get a fifth evil genius, as I said, who comes with her own special layer. She has her own special powers, and I think her own story as well. Uh, and then there's some other minor things, some extra henchmen you can get, some cosmetics to make your minions look like robots, kind of basic stuff. Overall, the DLC, though, wasn't too bad, and it all looked like the most expensive was the story expansion to get the f- uh, fifth genius, and I think it was like 15 bucks. So not a bad value, honestly. Are you going to get it? I, honestly, I was a little tempted, but eh, I don't know. Probably not. I'm cheap. But um, and then the other thing is, I also recommend this game for XCloud. I will say there is an issue I had with XCloud. This game is very. It's auto save is pretty good, but it's an easy game to save. So for me, this was great to kind of quickly pop in, work on my base a little bit, save, sign out, easy. I was getting a glitch. If something screwed up in my game and I reloaded a previous save when I was mid-game, my right stick wouldn't work anymore. It was weird. It would read command of me clicking my right stick, but I couldn't move the camera anymore, and I couldn't use the right stick to like select things. It was a weird glitch, but it only happened to me when I played on xCloud. But a little minor things. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. So uh, thank you all so much for joining us. If you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepassgrabbing at gmail.com or reach out to us on our Facebook and Twitter at GBGBpod. We love to hear from you all. And please, we'd love you if you take the time to give us a review on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. And sorry for all the random tangents this episode. I, I have no apologies. Uh, none none whatsoever i'm not here to apologize i'm here to give the people what they want roguelikes roguelikes i'm pretty sure there's at least two or three more i could dig up there's literally like two or three more like we've played almost every single roguelike on game pass and i've probably played the ones that we haven't recorded you definitely have it was dandy ace which i know you've played and loot river that was another one you played (laughs) dreamscaper played that one yep that was another one that's a good chunk of dreamscaper actually anyways I've been Keith. And I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag Komanam Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob. Noob is EW. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Okay, bye, bye, guys.